It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in. To the Locked On Reds podcast. It's a Valentine's Day edition. Happy Valentine. I, I don't want you to be my Valentine. I'm just glad that you're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast on Valentine's Day. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Reds reporting to spring training. Lots of guys already there. Pitchers and catchers reported yesterday, but there were a lot of position guys. In fact, that's what got most of the attention. We're going to talk about a couple of things I took away from all of the stuff going around Twitter yesterday. also want to get to a very intriguing uh, Locked On Reds line question that I received via text message. And at the end of the show, I have a huge announcement for a upcoming episode. But before we get to all of that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save that Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Also check out the blog at LockedOnReds.com. Clay Snowden with his latest article on bounce backs and breakouts looking at the outfield. Well worth your time. Go check out all of the stuff we've got at LockedOnReds.com. Now for some news. News team assemble! So Major League Baseball made the rule changes official. All of the rule changes that we had heard about for the better part of the last year, talking about the three batter minimums, the 26-man rosters, the 13-pitcher limit on those 26-man rosters, all of that stuff is officially going into effect this year. It's, for some reason, the three batter minimum isn't starting until March 12th, so teams are allowed to use uh, loogies, and Rugies if they want, I guess. I don't know. I, I guess they're probably doing that just in case somebody looks roughed up and they can get them out of there before three batters. Whatever. I don't care. I think it's weird that they like made this press release. It, it was obvious that Major League Baseball was trying to detract from the farce that is this cheating scandal with the Astros and, to a lesser degree, the Red Sox. Did, did anybody... Uh, of course, this is a rhetorical question, but did you see that the Astros players released some kind of apology statement yesterday? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay it as much attention as they gave care to this apology. I acknowledge that the Astros apologized. 
seriously, it was a farce. I mean, it, why on earth? Like, uh, basically, they were like, oh, we're sorry we did it, but, you know, I mean, did we really, you know, did we really benefit that much? Oh, come on, get out of here. It was so dumb. So, but I mean, if you didn't see it, look it up on the interwebs. And, yeah, that that's all I'm going to say about that. Also, a much happier headline, pitchers and catchers reported. That's what we're going to focus on here at the beginning of today's show. This is all confusing. Why do I have to keep learning new things? The pitchers and the catchers reported, but there were plenty of the entire team showing up to Goodyear, Arizona on February 13th. And it was awesome to see the, the, the main thing that I took away, and you probably took this away too, was Shogo. Shogo shows up, does some BP, even stayed around after the BP. There were a lot of guys that kind of took a little bit of BP and then head back to the rooms or whatever that they were moving on from. Next, Shogo stayed around, shagged some fly balls in the outfield, did a little bit more indoor batting practice, things like that. He is ready to work. And the funny part about it was, and this was widely reported on Twitter and on MLB.com and all that stuff, the very first pitch that he saw in BP, he swung and missed. Yeah, that's great. I know I was joking the other day about uh, Willie Mays Hayes, but even Willie Mays Hayes didn't swing and miss. But that's not to be outdone. We're not saying that that's a bad sign or anything. It's just kind of funny because even Shogo referenced it in an interview after that. He's like, you know, it was not the way that I wanted to start. Yeah, no kidding. But he looked a lot better after that. I saw some videos of his swing. Very solid left-handed swing. Doesn't look any herky-jerky weird stuff going on. Very nice mechanics. And he showed up in Velcro shoes. I need to give me some Velcro shoes, man. I hate tying laces. I mean, come on. Laces suck. Give me some Velcros. But they were styling. Maybe he can bring some Velcro shoes to Cincinnati. You know, hey, let's do it. Get some red Velcro shoes with Shogo on it. Also, you had all the other guys showing up, all the pitchers and catchers. Obviously, that's what they're supposed to do. Everybody looking in good shape. But another piece, and, and the other big takeaway that I took, took, takeaway, take, took, whatever, from pitchers and catchers reporting is the good news about our man Gino. And that is that everything is looking A-OK. In a quote that Mark Sheldon put in his article on MLB.com, a quote from David Bell, he said, quote, The last report I had is very encouraging. He's responding really well to all the treatment. All signs are the surgery was really successful. Right after the surgery, there was some, and there still is some question, as what date he will be back. But that last few times we've talked, it sounds more and more like it's realistic to really shoot for opening day. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And, you know, that's been the red stance all along that he's going to be ready around opening day. So that really doesn't change the timeline too much, but it at least points to the optimism. The, the optimism that I had heard when it comes to certain surgeries like this Sources that know more about medical information than I do close to me said this doesn't look that bad. So I think that, you know, maybe this won't even be a big deal. The Reds will be at full strength heading into opening day. And what a better problem to have than to have everybody healthy and see where everybody fits in. I'm, of course, talking about Nick Senzel because if Suarez is hurt, Senzel fits in at second. If Suarez is healthy, where does Senzel play? You got to get him in the lineup 
that'll be an issue that we talk about all throughout spring training. But lots of good notes from the pitchers and catchers and lots of guys reporting early. Suarez himself reported early to spring training, but he didn't have to because he actually can't really participate in drills right now due to the rehab and all that different stuff from the surgery. But he's there. Everyone's there. They're excited. They're ready to go. The full squad is due to report on Tuesday of this coming week. So, I, man, I'm, I'm so excited. And, and just uh, throw this in here as well, talking about Gino. There's a quote from him, and he, he's talking about the injury. He says, at home, I play with my daughter in the pool. She just pushes me into the pool playing. I, I did it a lot, almost every day. That time, I dove into the shallow end. I hit the floor with my hand. My shoulder went back. I feel a little bit of a pop, but I didn't pay attention because it wasn't bad, so I kept going and played. So it's it's one of those things that's it's not really that bad. The quote goes on and says, The next couple of days after that, I started feeling something in my shoulder. I didn't pay attention. I just kept going and hitting good and working out really good. When I started throwing, I'm, I'm just picturing him saying this. I love, I love the way that Gino talks. But anyway, he said, When I started following throwing, I felt like I didn't have any power. I didn't feel like the ball could run, and I felt hurt. That's when I called the doctor. So it's something more so when he throws than when he hits. And now with the surgery, I'm sure that's fine. I think he's going to be ready by opening day. I'm not going to you know, put money on that, but I think he'll be ready by opening day. The Reds will be at full strength, and the Reds are poised, baby, for a good year. I'm going to keep saying that every single day. You know, name it and claim it sort of thing. Eh, does that work for anybody? All right, whatever. Here, coming up, I'm going to answer a very intriguing question that I got on the Lockdown Reds line. Plus, toward the end of the show, big announcement for Monday's podcast. But first, are you looking at the pitchers and the catchers and the rest of the team reporting and saying, you know what, I'd like to report to Goodyear, Arizona? Well, then I've got a great place for you to check out. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training it is the home base for baseball fans because you can go there get your flight get your hotel get your game tickets everything check out some excursion itineraries different things like that because there's so much to do in and around phoenix arizona and you've got every single cactus league team within a 50 mile radius of phoenix so not only do you see the reds you can see all of the Cactus League teams, and they're not that far away, not not too much driving once you get there. And if you're like me and you're a fan of food and a fan of really good drinks and really good beer, they got a really good local beer scene there in Phoenix, as well as some really top-class restaurants. You really can't go wrong checking out spring training, and the best way to get to Goodyear is via visitarizona.com slash Spring train. Go there and book your trip today. Pitchers and catchers have reported. The rest of the team reports on Tuesday. Will you be reporting? If you are, check out visitarizona.com slash spring training. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Reds podcast is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Reds fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, but a Locked On 
podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Reds fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Got a question on the Locked On Reds line via text message from Kevin in Georgia, and it's a really good, it's a two-part question. He said, who do you see having the bigger contract year on the mound between Trevor Bauer and Anthony DeSclafani? And do you see the Reds moving one of those two guys by the trade deadline if someone like Nick Lodolo shows that he is MLB ready? Appreciate the question, Kevin. Really good thought process there. Of the two, and, and just based on projection systems, people are expecting Trevor Bauer to have the better contract year. Here's the thing, though. I think they're sleeping on Disco. When you look at Disco's projections, and I'll use our buddy Dan Samborski's Zips projections as kind of an example here. First of all, Zips has Anthony DiSclefani making less starts than Tyler Malley. They think Tyler Malley will start 29 games and Anthony DiSclefani will start 26 games. In fact, that's one less start than they predict Wade Miley making. So according to Zips, it looks like DiSclefani is the odd man out in the rotation, which is interesting. They also predict an uptick in FIP. Now his career fielding independent pitching, which is you know ERA that he can control, takes out the fielding factors and things like that. The FIP is 4.56. His projected, his career FIP is a little lower at 4.45. So they're predicting an uptick, and with that, his ERA is going to be about 4.5. So they think roughly he's going to make a quality start every time out, which, you know, that's not terrible, but I think he's a little bit better than that. I think they're discounting him a little bit in that case. And, and digging a little bit further, they think his strikeout percentage will be 23% and his walk rate will be 6.5% on that. His BABIP just south of 300 at 293. So I really think that people look at Disclafani and they think that he's a league average pitcher, maybe a little bit below league average, but he really showed at the end of last season. If anybody saw him pitch at the end of last season, he was phenomenal. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that that's going to be the Anthony DiSclefani that we see all the time, but at the same token, the way that he finished 2019 was absolutely inspiring. Last five starts that he made in the year, he had a combined ERA in those five starts of 3.19. That's in 31 innings pitched. He only allowed. 18 hits and seven walks, so 25 base runners. And and when you you know you look at that, and hit, he had a couple hits, batsmen. So 27 base runners in 31 innings pitched. He had 28 strikeouts in that time period. He was phenomenal. I think that he showed the jump that we were looking for because he kind of floundered early on in 2019. And I tend to think that Zips 
almost weighs the negative of his season more than the positive. And I think he's going to be pretty good. That being said, I still think Trevor Bauer has the better contract here. Now, as far as trading one of the two, that is interesting to me because they might be open to that if it nets them, you know, a really elite shortstop, if they can get a Xander Bogarts or a Trevor Story or something like that, maybe that's on the table. Now, I'm not thinking that they're going to be actively trying to deal one of Bauer or DiScofani because what sells in the playoffs more than anything? Pitching. If you got good pitching, you can go far in the playoffs. And if they can hold on to Bauer and DiScofani, and say Nick Lodolo's just tearing it up at AAA, maybe they bring him up so that he's eligible to be on the playoff roster. I don't know. That's just that's spitballing and getting way ahead of things, putting the cart about, you know, four months in front of the horse. But at the same token, it's a really good thought process because Lodolo looks solid. He's got good control, pretty decent pitch types. His velocity isn't off the scale by any stretch of the imagination, but if you can control your main pitch, you're way ahead of the curve. And I really think that Lodolo is going to see some time in the major leagues this year. I don't know if he's going to push to be part of the rotation. And it may be the case, I mean, maybe he's better than Tyler Malley, but it may be kind of the case that they worked with Tyler Malley, being a little cautious, not trying to throw too much on him in his first possible year in the big leagues so I don't know that they would make that deal to trade away Bauer or DiScofani but it's a good thought and something that we'll keep our eye on because obviously up until the trade deadline the Reds will be looking the front office has shown that they are not going to sleep they're not going to rest whenever they think they can make the team better and if they have that opportunity they'll definitely take it but I appreciate the question Kevin real quick before we end today's episode I wanted to announce that on Monday, we will be having the official pitcher of the Locked On Reds podcast back on the show. That's right, Bronson Arroyo will be with me on Monday. We're going to talk all things spring training memories. We're going to take a look at what he thinks about this whole Houston Astros thing going on. Lots of different stuff. I mean, the last time that I had him on the podcast, we were talking trade deadline stuff. But whenever I talked to him, I think it was last May. It was just story after story after story, and absolutely great. I'm looking so forward to talking to him. He'll be on Monday's podcast. You're not going to want to miss that. And the best way to not miss it is to subscribe on all the podcasting platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Himalaya, Podbean, whatever you use. Hit the subscribe button. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and check out the Instagram account. I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure out how to get you get, I, I'm not engaged on Instagram. I need to be more engaged on Instagram. So we're going to do that. Follow the Instagram account at LockdownReds and at CarJeff, my Twitter handle, just, you know, backwards. Anyway, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I will talk to you all on Monday. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.